each day as I look at the news stories, I have to wonder which ones do I need to share that are going to impact your life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, every day I get up and I look at a bunch of news stories that come in overnight. I save some stories from the days before, and I try to sort through and find find the ones you need to hear about. Maybe the ones you're not hearing as much about as possibly you should. And there's a reason. There's a reason I, I feel that there are a lot of stories that need to be shared that you're not hearing. Some stories have got great headlines and they, they, they catch your attention. But other stories, as ridiculous as they may sound, may have a huge impact on your life. And, and part of the program today is going to be spent on that. Now, I want to finish a couple of thoughts from yesterday. I got talking about the, the COVID situation, the vaccines that don't work how Joe Biden quadruple vaccinated, uh, basically has had COVID and then COVID again, a relapse, just like Dr. Fauci. We were told that doesn't happen, but apparently it does. It seems, and I'll say this much, and I'm going to kind of wind up COVID for a while. A lot of people said a lot of things over the past year and a half. And there's been a concerted effort to call anything that that went against the Biden regime's line to be called disinformation, unfactual, fake news. It needs to be fact-checked, a hoax alert, any, any, any term, and it has to be corrected. There's a good example that I ran across. There, there was a an article written not long ago by somebody that really knows their stuff. And this individual's name is he's a journalist, an investigative journalist, Paul Thacker. And he became a target of what he calls the great vaccine scare, which is the hysteria about any and all vaccine criticism. In other words, you're not allowed to have an opinion. Even if you talk to doctors that know their business, if they disagree with what Pfizer has to say, or what Moderna has to say, who, by the way, have a vested financial interest, or what the Biden administration and many state governments and local governments have to say, or even the United States military, which has wrongly decided that every military personnel member needed to be vaccinated with an experiment. And by the way, one of the things that really burns me, under the law, you can't force anybody to take an experimental vaccine. But that's precisely what the military has done. Oh, they'll say, yeah, we're going to use Pfizer's, you know, approved vaccine. That was about a year ago. If you remember, you remember about a year ago when, when all of a sudden in the month of August, Pfizer's vaccine had FDA approval, but it was for a vaccine called Cormidity which you cannot get. It is not available anywhere in the world. They approved the vaccine that nobody can get. And so what's the military doing? Still forcing military members to take the experiment. Because once you take the approved vaccine, the vaccine manufacturer is open to lawsuits. 
Let me make that clear. When you take the experimental vaccine and you sign your rights away, which is what you have to do to, t- to get it, you can't sue anybody. You're done. If, if it injures you, you're stuck. If you die, too bad. If you're permanently disabled, sorry, can't help you. Only if it's an approved. And see, everybody has tried to tell me, a lot of people have said, well, you know, Pfizer's vaccine is approved. That's why I took it. You did not get the approved vaccine. You were a fool. You were buffaloed. You were scammed into believing something that doesn't exist. And to me, the fact that the FDA was a willing partner in a fraud means, in my opinion, everybody in leadership at the FDA, everybody involved with with this press conference that I watched last year, I watched the entire thing. And something didn't smell right when it was all said and done. When I tried to go through all the material, there was too much missing. It took weeks to find what it was missing. And when I read it, I realized this has been a, this is a fraud. This was a bait and switch. And people fell for it. Millions of people fell for it. I've actually talked to people that have said, well, you know, I was I waited until there was an approved vaccine and and Pfizer's is, so I took it. And so anybody that has an opinion that goes contrary, contrary to to the let's just say the, the Fauci and government and FDA and, and Biden line is considered misinformation. If you're in Australia, you were told that you must take this vaccine or else. You need a vaccine passport to get back to life. You were told in, in Austria, you were told in the United States, you were told in Canada, you were told everywhere, take the vaccine and you will never get COVID and you won't spread COVID and we can bring COVID to a sudden and final end. That was a lie. And they knew it was a lie when they said it because they had done the studies and they already knew they did, it didn't work, but they, well, shall we say, one of the things that this reporter had discovered, Paul Thacker, there was a lot of internal company documents at Pfizer he got a hold of, including photos, audio recordings, and emails that showed the fraud. And so all the fact checkers, you know, at Facebook, fascist book is what I call it, all the fact checkers at the FDA, all the fact checkers at the New York Times, all those that are state-run media, or shall we say they bow down and worship the state. They called it misinformation, though it was all true. All of it was true. And so when you look at these so-called fact checkers, there's a group called Lead Stories, which referred to this reporter's investigation as a hoax alert, along with the URL, and they were correcting many statements that Thacker never even made. Lead Stories is one of those clickbait operations that is designed to be a propaganda piece. Truth doesn't matter. The narrative does. And this is happening in so many areas of our life. Not just, not just the vaccine, I'm not going to talk any more about it except to say that there is still the effort out there from this administration to tell you 
that anything like what I'm telling you, it, it can't be true. See, these people are not checking for facts. They're checking, they're checking to see if this piece goes against the propaganda lie. And anything that goes against the propaganda lie that you're being told you must believe. You know, I've never seen anything like it in my life. There was a time that organizations like, oh, I don't know, 60 Minutes, way back about 45, 50 years ago, they were respected. And they would never have put up with something like this. They would have gone after it. But now... But now they're pretty much towing the state-run media lie. And I still don't understand why these governments are so determined to push this lie about the vaccines. Why it took a year and a half, almost two years, to finally admit this particular coronavirus had gone through gain-of-function research with United States taxpayer money in a lab in China. And that certain individuals, Dr. Ralph Barrick, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, Peter Daszak, EcoHealth Alliance, in partnership getting the money from one Dr. Anthony Fauci at the NIH, They realized in the United States it was illegal to do gain of function. So what did they do? They just took it out of the United States and paid China to do the dirty work. Why? What was the purpose? And and why was the event 201 in October of 2019 so well planned? Everything seems to come together in a time frame. It makes me very suspicious because there's too many, quote, coincidences in regarding all of this. So I've learned not to believe a lot of what this government says anymore. Here in the United States, we're, we're told there was an insurrection at the Capitol on January the 6th. And we have a attorney general who should not be in that office. If anything, he should be fired at minimum and investigated and possibly put in prison for some of the things he's already done. Now, what has he done? It's called selective prosecution. See, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Biden supporter, if you believe in the COVID lie, you're exempt. They'll never come after you, even if if you lie to the United States House of Representatives or the Senate or the FBI, they're not going to come and touch you at all. If you're Hunter Biden and you have, you know, you're dealing with crack cocaine and and money laundering and deals with China to enrich your family, for now you're exempt. And and the entire intelligence community and the FBI, an organization that was run for decades by a transvestite, a crossdresser, they should take the name J. Edgar Hoover off that building. J. Edgar Hoover is a reprobate of the worst order. He kept dossiers on every politician to control them. He spied on politicians. He spied on business leaders. He spied on people in authority to control them. 
he would let them know that I've got this picture of you doing something you don't want the world to know about. So you play ball with me or else. Or else I will get this information to the media. The man was evil to the core. Yet radio and TV programs try to make him look like, you know, a hero. The G-Men. The FBI. The FBI now is, you know, Christopher Ray, not trustworthy. He's a weasel. Peter Strzok proved his allegiance to the Democrat Party and used the power. This is a violation of the Hatch Act. He used his power to try to distort, change the election of 2016, provided fake material about a phony Russian collusion hoax that went on for years. Why Peter Strzok is not arrested and sitting in a D.C. jail in solitary confinement like those that went to the Capitol is beyond me. He did something vastly worse. He used the power of his office in government to cause a coup, to influence an election, to steal an election. The man should be tried for treason, along with his partner, the lovebird that he was having an affair with another agent. He should, why is he still working there? That's a violation of their code of ethics to have an affair with an employee. But it, see, it doesn't matter. It's all selective. All selective. You can burn down a courthouse in Portland, a federal courthouse. They won't touch you because that was Black Lives Matter. We need the summer of love. We need the riots to destabilize America to get rid of Trump. And so none of these people are being prosecuted. But if you were inside the Capitol building, you, you, you may be in jail for years waiting for a trial that may never happen. Our government, our government is no longer the government of our founding fathers. It is increasingly, it is increasingly becoming a dictatorship. It is increasingly pretending to be a democracy when it's really a dictatorship. And gradually they're going to control the money, the jobs, your transportation, everything about climate change, everything that they're doing right now, calling this climate emergency, it's a bunch of malarkey, to use the words that Biden ran on. The no malarkey tour. Well, he is Mr. Malarkey. The man has been an unmitigated liar from the time he ran in it's from the time he was in the United States Senate, ran for president in 87. He's just been a, a mouthpiece liar. And I think he sold his office out to enrich himself to become a millionaire. Another reason the man should be in prison, not in the White House. We're in deep trouble in this country. And see, all these things that are swirling around us, the economy, which they claim is not a recession. Well, maybe technically it is, but it really isn't. It's the sign of a good economy. Don't you know that these high gas prices, don't you know that this inflation means the economy is just hot? It's wonderful. It's great. Be thankful that Biden is in office with a team that really, you know, 
what's what's her name? I don't even she she's a complete idiot. She's either a moron or a fool or both. But she sits there, Janet Yelton, you know, saying, hey, and the economy's just wonderful. And then you got this, you know, the, the, this gal that's the press secretary for for Joe Biden, who has no business being up there behind that podium. She's an incompetent fool. She's a buffoon. She is a caricature of of stupidity. And she gets up behind that podium. And, you know, it doesn't take much effort to show what an idiot she is. And I hate to call her that, but she is. She is either willfully lying, willfully uninformed, or thoroughly incompetent to hold the job she does. But then again, in the Biden White House, the only thing that matters is your gender and the color of your skin. Those things are the most important for getting a job in the Biden White House. And if you happen to be homosexual, that even that adds more brownie points. And so that's the world in which we live today. We have the most reprobate, anti-Christian, ungodly, worthless, dangerous administration I've ever seen in my lifetime. I'll say it again. This is the most dangerous administration I have ever seen in my lifetime. It is like they are willfully trying to destroy the United States from within. And everything that is weird, strange, uh, an affront to God, things forbidden by God, they, they embrace, they latch upon it. And they, they demand that you accept it. So I'm going to move away from COVID now to another couple of topics. First, I want to talk a little bit about the economy. And this is important because this economy is not, is not good at all. A friend shared an article, and I'm not going to go into the total depth, but, but it, appears, it appears that a lot of these big tech companies that did so wonderfully during the pandemic, including companies like Amazon, are not doing as well. See, Amazon was in the process of building this this massive building. They're going to build this tower in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And they told the Business Journal, Amazon did, that it wants to reevaluate the floor plans with an eye on a hybrid model of remote work and office work. In other words, they don't see the future being as good as they did. Also last week, Amazon slashed the amount of office space it had planned on leasing at Hudson Yards in Manhattan. And that would be for additional space. It already had been leasing space there since 2019. But, well, their, their earnings in the first quarter, oh, they had their first loss. Can you believe it? Amazon had their first loss in years. And its weakest sales growth since the since it started and during the earnings call on wall street the chief financial officer said that for its consumer business that's the e-commerce side of what amazon does there was excess capacity in the network that we need to grow into in other words they're not doing as well as they thought these companies that when you were forced to stay home and the ma and pa businesses died, 
were shut down. The local restaurants were destroyed. The chains were able to survive. Well, some, not all. And many local businesses never did come back. And many are going to be deeply in debt and hoping over the years to come they can recoup. But in this economy, they'll probably, many will go bankrupt. Look, I'm already seeing it in this ministry. There is support still coming in, but there are some people that have made it clear that they just don't have the funds because of this economy. This inflation is not just 9%. It's vastly higher. They're lying. When they tell you that the inflation is just 9% annual, they're lying. I wish it was only 9%. It's higher. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon. And it's the policies of this administration, the policies of the Democrat Party in the House of Representatives in the United States and, and half of the Senate and the people in charge of the economy. It's like their job is how, how fast can we destroy a once solid and growing economy? And they've managed to do it. They've managed to do it in, in a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. So you have these big companies that are not doing as well. Facebook is not doing as well. Of course, Facebook is putting their their future into the metaverse, which I think is the most insane. And it's going to be a problem. I have an issue. A lot of young people today are deeply involved in their video games. And, and I, I talk about this frequently. And I know some of you disagree. But I've watched the, the evolution of video games and how it has changed and morphed over the years. Back in the 1980s, some of the first, you know, little boxes, you know, from Atari for your TV set, simple games like Pong, and eventually a little bit more color graphics, but, but they were cartoonish. They were not realistic. They were simply games. And you weren't drawn into these things like another world. But as the games became more real in the 1990s, even DOS games became incredibly, incredibly engaging where you could literally be in the screen, so to speak. And then as technology has exploded since the year 1999, the video games today are enormous, powerful, and often online where you are playing in a virtual world with people you don't even really know. And this is the world of Mark Zuckerberg. He really believes that the day is going to come, and the World Economic Forum must be loving this. I want you to realize this. this, you, You need to understand where it's heading. The metaverse is an alternate virtual reality. It's not real. It's virtual. They call it a reality because it appears real even though it's not. There's some commercials you'll see on television and on the internet. And you'll see this daughter who lives, oh, maybe out in California and the father lives somewhere else, maybe like in Arkansas, I can't remember. And they both have their goggles on. They're virtual reality goggles and they got their little earbuds in. And they're now in a virtual world pretending they're fishing together in a third, that they're, they're together fishing in the virtual world. And this is how Mark Zuckerberg is selling this, how, how Meta, 
which used to be Facebook. This is how Meta is selling the metaverse. There is a video put out by Mark Zuckerberg that I have seen multiple times. And it shows the advantage of the metaverse and how during the next pandemic, how wonderful it's going to be where you can still go to work together, but you never have to leave your home. Just get up in the morning, throw on some clothes, put on your goggles, put on your earbuds, and leave the real world behind. And all of a sudden, you're in this perfect office location talking and looking at all of your friends like they're really there, but they're not. We, the government needs this if they're going to restrict you. The World Economic Forum has said, you will own nothing and be happy. We'll take care of all your needs. You don't even need to own your cell phone. We'll give you one. We'll give you the smartphone you need. We'll give you the little apartment you need. We'll give you the food you need. You'll have the job you need, and you'll be able to socialize with all of your workers. You know, they're saying that it won't be that many years before you can have virtual babies and not even have to have the real thing. What control they will have over you when you are in your little rabbit hutch, pretending you're still living free when you're not. And that's the world that's coming. The economy is in trouble. It's going to, it's, it's going to, inf- it's going to hurt a lot of people. You have every mortgage lender right now beginning to lay off people. Why? Because, well, at Quicken Loans, Lending Tree, Loan Depot, Wells Fargo, all of them, Rocket Mortgage, they're all in trouble because, you know, interest rates are terrible. They're going up. People are not buying homes. I can remember it wasn't that many months ago that real estate was a real hot commodity. Real hot commodity. And, you know, as fast as a house came on the market, it was sold, and sometimes for more than the asking price. And now, you know, we we sold our home as this was beginning to wind down, and we're already beginning to see houses sitting on the market for days, weeks, where before it was just hours. When we were looking here in Virginia, every time we found something that we could probably afford that would meet our need, it was gone before we even got there to look at it. That happened three times, three times. We were looking at a house and somebody made an offer without even coming to see it. Companies are going to be in trouble. Apple will be, you know, slowing their hiring on many of their teams. And and it just goes on and on and on. And then, like I say, controlling of transportation, what you're allowed to do, where you're allowed to go, what you're allowed to eat, what you're allowed to buy. Because, see, the climate change narrative is enormous. It's enormous. And it, along with another issue, there are two issues that are going to completely, actually three, that come to mind. There are three issues we are going to be facing with increasing frequency. And the narrative is going to be increasingly totalitarian on these issues. If you think for one minute that the government in Australia 
United Kingdom, Canada, United States, Austria, Germany, you name any, France, was totalitarian on the issue of the COVID shot. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I'm going to talk about that. If, if you, you have to hear the second part of today's program. Now, as we go to the break, I would like to share a few things. Number one, how do you listen to the program? It is really vital because, you know, we are on several shortwave radio stations. We're on a domestic AM station. Uh, We are heard on the weekends on a couple of other domestic radio stations. And we are also heard as a podcast. And, And I need to know that the income the program has is being spent correctly and that we're not wasting any resources. And so letting me know how you listen is vital right now. And you can do that by sending me a direct email. And that email can be sent to bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. It only comes to me. I have no secretary. There is no staff. It's just me. And that would help me in knowing the best way to be a good steward of the resources we have. Also, as we come into this month of August, we are slightly behind where we had been a year ago and even six months ago. And I recognize a lot of it has to do with the economy. Many of you have told me that, that I don't have as much, shall we say, disposable income to help support the ministry. And I understand. I live in the same place you do. I'm watching the same gas prices you do. As the gas prices went up these recent months, the income to this program went down pretty much about the same. The same with food prices and everything else. We, I understand it. But if there's anything you can do, maybe you've never supported us before. Now is the time. It doesn't take much. If everybody that listened to this program sent a small amount, we'd be fine. But I'm thankful for those that God has led to do with what you've done keep the program on the radio. And I think it's going to be more vital than ever. Later this week, I've got some guests planned. And as we get this studio put together and finished out over the next four or five days into the weekend, I think it's going to help the program in all that we can do. There's so much we can do with this radio program. The website has been rather static, and I understand that. I need to be able to do more dynamically with the webpage. I need to be able to get articles from other people that you can access from the webpage, or even maybe as an email. I'm, I'm just debating the things that we can do to help you share the information you get from Truth to Ponder with others. And so let me know that how you listen and some of the topics that are important to you. If you can support us financially, now to be now would be a wonderful time. And you can go to our webpage, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. There is a, a tab that says support, and from there you'll find the mailing address and also a couple of other ways you can support us financially. Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian organization, a couple of you have used it already. Most are still, you know, sending sending by mail. And if you are using the U.S. mail, because I know many of you don't use the Internet. I understand that. 
and I can appreciate it. If you can help us financially, the mailing address, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248, that's our secure box. Number 3248, 3248. And the city is Crestview, one word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248 in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That is Crestview, Florida, 3256. Three, six. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Beating the bully. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. And when you were a kid, you ever deal with bullies? Bullies can cause a lot of problems for kids. But the thing is, if you were smart, it didn't matter how little you were, how big the bully was. What ultimately mattered was how big your father was or your guardian. Because in the end, that's what it came down to. If you decided to stand in your own strength, the bully could probably beat you up. But if you stood in your father's strength or your guardian's strength, you won. In the same way, you've got a spiritual bully. His name is Satan. He wants to cause a lot of problems in your life, to harass you, intimidate you, make your life miserable. Now, if you stand on your own strength, you fight in your own power against that fear, against that intimidation, against that, that temptation and barrage of attacks, you're going to lose. But you don't have to lose. You see, just as you have a bully in the spiritual realm, you also have a father, a guardian, and a big brother. If you're wise, you'll stop fighting in your own power. Start fighting on God's power. See, even the archangel did not fight the enemy on his own power, but on God's power. It says in Jude, he said, the Lord rebuke you. Well, learn to fight to win. That is, fight by the power of his might, says in Ephesians. Overcome the power of the bully with the power of the father. Because between the two, no matter how big the bully is or how big that problem that he caused or that thing you're dealing with in your life, no matter how big that temptation is, no matter how big anything is, your father and his love for you is a lot bigger still. Want more? Ask for advanced snake busting strategies against the enemy, how to be successful. Now, the free gift for you, the mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Israel, better than Rage of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me and bring the good news back to the people who gave it to you, to Israel and to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. 
You'll be blessed. You know, it's amazing. It's it's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can write me direct. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Ravinu, our teacher, our king, and our big brother. <laughs> Shalom. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. There are a lot of stories that I want to share, and I'm going to try to get to a few of these very quickly. And these are important stories to hear. And you need to understand the depth behind them. And it's more than sometimes just meets the eye. We talk about climate change, global warming, and all these agendas we hear from governments across the entire world. Climate change, according to the President of the United States. According to the guy that heads the United States military, it is the most important thing our military must must deal with today is, is climate change. Doesn't talk about threats to our security. Climate change is the new agenda. Well, it's part of an agenda. It's part of an agenda. See, under the guise of climate change, those that want to control your life have the, shall we say, the carrot and stick to do it. I mentioned in the first half of the program, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and their idea of the metaverse. See, someday they'll say you need to work from home and just come to work in a virtual reality because we don't want you commuting because, see, commuting is putting a carbon footprint So just stay at home and put on your goggles and and go to work with all of your associates. That'd be great for some people that I've met in my life. They won't even have to get up and bathe. They can just put on their goggles and pretend that they've had a shower. And that's the world in which we're we're coming to live. And, And they use climate change to control your transportation. We need to get rid of the fossil fuel vehicles. Well, number one, I do not believe in the term fossil fuel at all. That is a bogus term. And it's been pushed out there for a long, long time for various different reasons. The idea of a fossil fuel is actually something that Russian scientists came up with in the 1700s, before we ever really drilled for any oil. We just found oil near the surface, and so it was assumed that this was from, you know, dead dinosaurs rockefeller john b rockefeller he he also used that term and he was big into standard oil trying to let you believe that it's a a limited commodity so it's worth a lot and then you had remember the sinclair oil they even had dino the dino or whatever you know that that's their emblem the green dinosaur and then we heard in the 1950s 
when it came to oil, peak oil theory. It's going to run out by the year 1990 or some, or 1987, I can't remember. But it was going to run out in 10 or 15 years. So we had to do something. And here we are almost 50 years later, still drilling for oil. They say that in parts of Texas, there's enough oil to meet the United States needs for the next 400 years. I think it includes part of Oklahoma. 400 years. Wells that used to be drilled in Pennsylvania back in the 1940s and 50s that started to give out in the 60s have refilled and could be used again. But we're told that climate change is the existential threat. That's the, the line that everybody in, in D.C. uses. They, they almost get up and read the email that says, this is the term of the day. And see, under the guise of climate change, they can control your transportation. We need the Green New Deal. We need green energy. We need windmills and solar panels. Now, understand something. I believe in technology more than most because I've been around it all my life. But I also recognize you cannot legislate technology. It takes its own time in its own way. And someday we're going to find energy sources that may be considered by the standard more green. And I think we'll find them as we develop technology and learn more about this creation called the earth and the universe and all around it. But right now, these people that push climate change as their agenda, they do it for two reasons. Number one, they're earth worshipers. They don't worship the creator. They worship the creation. And that is forbidden. But they worship it. And they can use this climate change to to bring in fear. See, we learned one thing about the COVID lockdowns. We can lock down again for climate change. Gee, the air quality is not as good. The the temperature is rising, so we need to stay home, you know, two weeks to, to lower the temperature, some ridiculous idea. And don't think it won't be done. It will be done. Cities like New York would be first. The big cities will do it. And then in time, all of us, I mean, the fuel prices are, are, have risen by design. It's not a Putin tax. It's a Biden. It's what the Biden administration has wanted. Remember, Biden himself said when he ran for president, he would get rid of all fossil fuel. And he meant it. And see, now when he's doing it, he can blame somebody else. That's what he always does. He never takes responsibility for his actions that impact you in a negative way. And so they're going to do things in D.C. like the, you know, the Anti-Inflation Act, which is going to be, you know, this is an Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to, you know, reduce people's carbon footprint. They're going to spend a trillion, they're going to be heading toward a trillion dollars in more spending because of climate change. And the funny thing is, I'm old enough to remember the first Earth Day. I attended it. I covered it as a young, very young guy starting out in media. And we were told the Earth is going to go into a global freeze. And that by, you know, the year 2000, there'll be snowfall in Miami Beach every winter. Because we're going to be in a frozen tundra, the entire United States. We're all going to die of the cold and, 
and on and on no ability to grow food. The growing season will be too short. They lied. Then it became global warming. Well, that didn't pan out. And so now it's just climate change. So, you know, the one term, it doesn't matter what it does. It's not right. It's wrong. And they talk about we have record temperatures. We had record temperatures in the 1930s, 90 years ago. There seems to be 30 some odd year weather cycles. But they don't want to admit that. They want to think that we can control the environment and we can control the weather and we can control the climate. Because if we control the climate, we control you. And so the idea of electric cars, ah, yes, if you can't afford the gas, buy an an electric car. It's like telling a homeless person, you know, if you're homeless, buy a house. It's all ridiculous nonsense. And unfortunately, we have an administration that has a reprobate mind that is suffering mass delusion. And they actually believe their own lies. And that's what's dangerous. There's another lie out there. And I want you to understand this one. This one is deeply concerning to me. This whole thing about transgenderism, I'm starting to do some research on it, and I'm going to be sharing more about it. We can laugh about it. We can think it's crazy and just, oh, these people are just plain weird. Like Leah Thompson the man that swims on a girl's team or swam on on the University of Pennsylvania swimming team wins all these medals he's a guy he's not a girl but we're being told over and over and over and over again we're going to have to accept this transgenderism it, it wasn't that many years ago it wasn't that many years ago and i want you to really understand this that transgenderism was considered a mental disorder. And let's be honest about it. Can you change your DNA? If you're a guy, can you change your chromosomes from being an XY to a pair of X chromosomes? You can't. Based on scientific evidence, if a transgender individual commits a crime and leaves DNA behind... I guess they're going to choose the wrong gender. I mean, if a guy claims to be a girl, but the DNA left behind is going to say he's a guy. And, and this, is, this, this was treated as a mental disorder. Because frankly, it is. Frankly, it is a mental disorder. And there's a reason that, that Satan, the, the enemy of your soul, is pushing this. Because it makes a mockery of God's creation. I mean, I was looking the other day in the Bible. What does it say? Genesis chapter 2. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Now shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife. They shall be as one flesh. The Bible also says male and female, he, meaning God, created them. Once you get into transgenderism, all of those arguments go away. It's fluid. You can be wrong and you can be born in the wrong body. And this is becoming, it's gone from being something laughable to something very, very serious and, and I think frightening. 
Now, one thing I've seen in many parts of the country is our court system. Our court system is garbage. I mean, we've seen it with the, you know, January 6th nonsense. We're holding prisoners, you know, we're holding, we have political prisoners now in this country, something that the founding fathers would never, would never permit. But here we are. And now we see judges that are literally reprobates. And I call them that for a reason. They no longer concede the truth and they're believing lies and they're forcing you to believe their lie. I saw this story, and this one really got under my skin. Imagine your daughter being confused. Imagine your daughter or granddaughter going through puberty. It's not easy. Look, I've been through it. I've been through it. And today there's all these weird messages out there on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and what, and Snapchat. These kids are being bombarded with the idea that they may actually have been born in the wrong body. Now, last week, I shared with you an audio clip of a second grade teacher who is so proud that every one of her students realized they were born in the wrong gender. Every one of her students. Think about that. Every one of them. Every girl is really a boy and every boy is really a girl. And she is thrilled about this. That's the strange world in which we live. And so we have these kids being bombarded. And and look, young children in the second grade, third grade, even up to the sixth grade can be very impressionable, especially when you get around age, you know, of course, at age five or six, what, what do kids know? They don't know if they're a boy or a girl or a mermaid or a, you know, or a superhero. They pretend but we're now making pretend real. And so if a girl thinks she wants to be a boy, we pursue it. We pursue it with chemicals and castration and everything else that goes along with it to make a boy a girl and a girl a boy. Well, there's this couple, and it's sad that they're divorced, but there's a couple, and they, they have a divorce, and this her name is Jeanette, and she divorced her husband back in 2015, and she was granted custody of their, of their daughter basically six days a week. But as of now, she hasn't seen or spoken to her daughter in three years. Why? Well, back in 2019, during a scheduled visit with her father, the daughter came out as transgender. And knowing that her mother, who is a, you know, feminist wouldn't affirm the new identity the little girl decided she felt it was unsafe to be with her mother so when the mother came to pick her up the ex-husband refused to comply so what's happened well the husband continued to violate the custody agreement prompting the mother to file an emergency petition it was then that she claimed that Jeanette's unwillingness to affirm Sophia's awakening that's the, the daughter's name Sophia the awakening of herself made the mother's home no longer mentally or emotionally safe. Do you see the nonsense? And a Chicago court agreed with the ex-husband and has now granted him all the parenting time and all the decision-making for a mental illness. 
The government now is making, look, I was looking the other day. It wasn't just but a handful of years ago that the AMA, uh, all the various psychiatric and psychology organizations, John Hopkins University, um, the Mayo Clinic, um, WebMD, all of them, not that many years ago, explained gender dysphoria as a mental illness. Now it's an affirming thing that we need sexual, uh, we need gender affirming health care, which means destroying the young bodies of children. And the government and this administration thinks it's a wonderful idea. And this and it's being pushed in our public schools. Your kids are being bombarded with this, maybe you're the wrong gender, at school, online, Facebook, everywhere they go, they're being, they're being bombarded. This young girl, like at age 12, decided, I'm in the wrong, I'm the wrong body. And so this mother missed the 13th, 14th, and 15th birthday. And she turned 16. And people have been in prison have more communication with their child than she does. This is where it's going. And this child is a girl. Yet our government today, the reprobate, evil, satanic, demonically possessed government and officials and courts are suddenly real, are declaring a mental illness something normal. We have been putting up with things that are an abomination to God being declared normal. And if you're a Christian and hold to Christian values, you're, what's the new term now? We are a toxic religion. Christians are toxic. Of course, Muslims aren't. They can blow up buildings and kill people. But Christians are now the toxic ones. And because his mother would not affirm this entering puberty girl, her new identity, The father gets full custody. And the worst part is that more and more the courts, the courts are adopting this approach. They're thinking that transgenderism is a normal everyday thing and that maybe maybe half the kids, maybe 100% of the kids doesn't make any difference. If that teacher I mentioned, the second grade teacher went into that court and said, every child is the wrong gender, these courts would probably back it up and demand the parents do whatever the little second graders demanded. The psychological symptom of distress no longer appears in any authoritative text now used by doctors the world over anymore. A once mental condition is now merely a physical one that can be cured by modern medicine and surgery and altering pharmaceuticals that cost a fortune. With the court swallowing gender ideology, judges will believe that the only thing left for a loving parent to do after a young child claims they're trans and they're in the wrong body is to force the parent that doesn't want to comply to take that child to the doctors that'll alter the body, destroy the body, I think, and contribute their little clappy hand emojis to the post that they put on Instagram. This push within the court system is in lockstep with the Biden administration 
an evil, satanically inspired, abortion-loving, God-hating. You know, the Bible says they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. You got a guy like Biden claiming, I'm a good Catholic, but I love abortion. I'm a good Catholic, but I believe in transgenderism. I'm a good Catholic, and I believe in all this stuff that God condemns. I got news for you. When your day comes, Mr. Biden, no amount of holy water and anointing is going to push you into heaven. Only changing, only changing and begging God's forgiveness and turning away from your sin will save you. And that that includes so many, so many. You know, this is something that that Joe Biden said, and and I, I find it really very concerning. No one knows better than the people in this room. We have a lot more work to do. A lot more work to do. I don't have to tell you about the ultra-MAGA agenda attacking families and our freedoms. 300 discriminatory bills introduced in states across this country. In Texas, knocking on front doors to harass and investigate parents who are raising transgender children. In Florida, going after Mickey Mouse, for God's sake. That's right, close the home. No, but think about this. All of you in this room know better than anyone that these attacks are real and consequential for real families. My message to all the young people, just be you. You are loved. You are heard. You are understood. You do belong. And I want you to know that as your president, all of us on this stage have your back. Wow. Can you believe that? That's what our world is coming to. Transgenderism is being normalized. Homosexuality, we're demanding, you know, equal rights. It all started, remember when, just just tolerate us. Well, just accept us. Now embrace us. And now it's moved one step further. When you look at people like Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Uh, Carrie, whatever her name is, the press secretary, her name escapes me suddenly. You must worship us because our sexuality is better than your sexuality. We believe that the body is fluid. Gender is meaningless. It's all whatever you want to be. It's all a fake world. And we've taught you how to live in fear. There are people still wearing their face diapers afraid to go out and be with people. They're the ones who would rather live in a virtual world with Amazon delivering their food. They're scared. And now the governments are gonna tear families apart by destroying children. By the way, the vaccines will probably do that for them too. Do you believe in our ministry? I know this, I went long on this segment, but we really need your help. If you can keep us on the radio, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Mailing it to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth, 
to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.